0: and welcome to the latest edition of the tetracast my name is zach reese i'm your host joining me today is james galizio hello hello yes it is just you and i once again uh we've had (laughs) this summer has been us as a pair for a a number of times which is perfectly fun (laughs) so um Part of that, I mean, by the way, it's the August 11th, 2018 edition, part of that is just because there's not a lot to discuss, and everyone's pretty busy right now, uh, we are fortunate enough as a site to be getting some review copies of games pretty early, so we're currently working on some big titles that'll be coming out in the next few weeks, and the next month, so um, that's part of the reason why you know uh, they have better things to do right now, other than talk about a few of the topics that we are going to discuss, but... Hopefully we'll get some more people on in the future, but I feel like we've got a good rapport, so it's it's good to go. Um, yep. But yeah, let's just go ahead and get into it then. Um, let's talk about the games that we've been playing, like we always do when we kick off a podcast. And so, James, uh, of course, now um, you covered a lot of Monster Hunter World for us as a site back in the yep. console version launch back at the end of January, uh, a number of guides and things like that. Now, uh, Kyle... Campbell, he reviewed the PC version of Monster in a World that just came out last week, uh, but uh, it seems like, you, and I saw you make a note, of, uh, you mentioned this on Twitter that uh, that um, you kind of caved in and decided to go ahead and buy a copy of it anyway, the PC version uh, despite having so many uh, the Loading hours. times,
1: man, like I, I remembered seeing on Reset Era, like the comparisons between the loading times on PS4 versus PC, and it's like, oh my god, like, on PS4, like, after you accept the Quest, you'd be waiting, like, over a minute just for the uh, actual Quest to load in. Whereas on a PC, I can eat, like, get the Quest, and immediately I'm ready to head out, since I have it on my SSD.
0: Yeah, and you've it's got a... You got a oh, sorry. Yeah, you've, you've got a pretty good computer, and uh, I imagine that the time save, you would be able to catch up to where you are on the console version rather quickly.
1: Mm, not so sure about that, because I do have, like, a 350 hours on a PS4 version yeah, already. Yeah,
0: it's, it's a long time.
1: Uh, though I guarantee at least like uh, 30 of those hours have been waiting for
0: load times. Jesus, that's that's the problem. I mean, it and it kind of goes back yeah. to the problems that we have to put up with when uh, console companies don't want to allow cross-platform play and so it would be great if you would be able. i mean i i don't yeah. know if, if it's if it's something capcom would have explored but the ability to say take your account from the console versions over to the pc if, version might be if pretty it would
1: good. have happened with any console version it would have been the xbox version yeah no way it was going to happen with the ps4 version because it has its own exclusive content
0: that's right i totally forgot about that uh
1: yeah. but yeah it's kind of ironic that i'm playing the pc version now because i'm still going to be playing the ps4 version for when the dlc hits on ps4 and i need to cover it but it's also like so i got a review copy That's and insane. i bought the uh playstation 4 pro from japan because they didn't announce it was going to come over until like two weeks before the game came out so everyone had assumed by that point that it was just
0: not coming over are, you, are your so dogs in, like, a... in the middle of a fight? Sorry. it's like It sounds like your dogs are fighting or something like that. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, okay. That's
1: why I take them out of my room, so it's only a little bit loud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Continue. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, but you... No, man. Yeah.
1: But, uh, God, that was annoying. So spent a premium on that, and then now I'm just playing it on PC, and it's like, well, done. <laughs> that's a big uh, waste of money. But, oh, well.
0: Well, I mean, the bots on the world, the PS4 uh, limited edition that they put out, that was a pretty cool looking PS4. So I don't think it's oh, yeah, that, it is. yeah, the chances of it being brought over. Because people who don't know, uh, Sony puts out a lot of those special edition PS4s. A lot of them, of course, are just like different faceplates. I still can't
1: believe that they didn't put out the Metal Gear Solid 5 one in the West.
0: Oh, it's so cool. It's like a red PS4. Uh, red with and the, gold. and It's like, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Very
1: classic looking system.
0: Yeah, I saw that uh, I, I not that long after they announced that I visited the Konami offices in Los Angeles, and I got to see that for myself, and it looked amazing up close. Uh, but they also put out a ton of other ones, like for Yakuza and some Otomi games, and um, Fantasy Star, they did those, uh, and it's a lot of it's just like, here's the console not bundled with the game. <laughs> a lot of the time, it doesn't include the game itself, it just happens to be a special PS4. Yeah. But it's like, you know... Yeah, it's not that much more than the console itself.
1: There's a reason for that, actually, because Sony has their own, like, and Nintendo kind of has something like this, too, where they have their own, um, you can buy PS4s directly from Sony in Japan. Yeah, the store. And a lot of those uh, limited editions are actually exclusive to the Sony Japanese store. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So the stuff like the, uh, for example, the World of Final Fantasy PS4 and Vita's were Sony store exclusive. The uh, Ease 8 Vita was Sony Store exclusive. I don't know if the Sen um, nokiseki 3 PS4 was exclusive, but it was probably a similar situation there, too.
0: I'm, I'm sure it was. I mean, they Falcom tends to work with other stores as well, but I imagine that PS4 uh, was an exclusive deal so that they could sell that. And that's, like, the big problem because... Whenever I import, want to import games or anything like that, I always go to Amazon Japan. Ever since they opened that up a lot more, so that they offered global shipping for a lot of their products. Like that's how I got well, the, uh, yeah, the uh, the Nier and Nier Automata vinyl collection, the deluxe set that has the both soundtracks on vinyl. It was actually cheaper for me to buy it from Amazon Japan than it would be if I spent it on the Square Enix store in, in America, where it was an exclusive there. So I decided to buy it on that, and it was a great experience. It showed up pretty quickly, and so I would not want to deal with yeah. going... Th- I mean, like back when they reprinted the Zenogear's Perfect Works books, I bought two copies of that, but I had to go through a middleman service, and that spent an extra amount of time, and you had to pay that service on top of what it cost to buy the products itself and pay for their unique shipping that sometimes didn't have tracking. So uh, it's kind of a headache. But I imagine yeah. that's how you got your PS4 Pro... Uh, the yes one. the
1: shipping alone i want to say was 60 dollars yeah
0: i mean for a heavy thing like that still that's on top of the tax and everything else you know that's well
1: um i i'm not sure if the situation has changed now with the current administration but when i bought it um there wasn't any tax i had to pay for that
0: Oh, it's it's changing because they make it. they're making it so that so people are used to not paying tax from places like BH Photo and other uh, stores like that. They're changing it so that uh, states can elect to charge sales tax for even stores that don't exist in that state. So we're going to be um, dealing with that pretty soon. You can still buy stuff without having to worry about that right now, like BH Photo. Uh, but eventually, that's going to change because uh, of rules that passed. It was a Supreme Court decision, I believe. So it wasn't so much the administration, but you know the, the justices involved decided that. So it's going to be harder for us to import stuff. But that's why it's still nice to go through Amazon Japan, where it's like the prices. Because our currency is still stronger than theirs is, um, it's going to be a little bit... Easier Not to, to mention the
1: shipping with. is way cheaper on Amazon Japan. Oh, and sure. I'm, it's, it's... Yeah, I mean, like, most of the time whenever I order something from there and it actually has official shipping from Japan to the U.S., um, I get my games or whatever I order in, like, two or three days. Yeah.
0: Yeah, my vinyl showed up in like three or four days, so I totally uh, understand that. And it, as long as it's sold and fulfilled by Amazon, it's really easy to set up that. And you actually, uh, on the top right of the uh you can switch from Japanese to English as an option. So you can actually view the site in English, not through like the Google Translate stuff. So it's still yep. pretty easy to navigate. And you just add in your own information, like you create an account set up your credit card just like you would on amazon.com site and it's all set up you just ask for shipping uh the global shipping and that's that's all you got to do uh it does it automatically in fact because it knows of course your address so uh highly recommend that for anyone who's looking to import games definitely try that place first before trying anywhere else because you might end up dealing with uh not only just faster shipping but you still get amazon's customer service that's pretty good uh and the return shipping option so yeah
1: yeah, it shocked me when I found out that Amazon Japan actually had English customer service. Yes. Was I, like,
0: wow. I found that up myself. Uh, but that's just, it just goes to show because, I mean, there's, there are plenty of English speakers in Japan, too. So I imagine that's yeah. part of the reason. Uh, and, you know, uh, of course, they deal with a lot of uh, the rest of Asia, too, uh, since they've got, channels in like China and Korea and stuff, but still, um, exactly. it's, yeah. it's really nice to have that. So, uh, aside from monster Hunter world though, you've been playing some civilization five. I put a lot of time. Well, into that yeah, game,
1: actually. So. I did want to mention one thing about the PC port of monster Hunter really quick though. Sure, Sorry. Sure. No. Um, I know that Kyle said that he thought that the port was pretty good in his review. And to a certain extent, I agree that it could have been worse, but I think, the PC version definitely has a lot of issues. Like mouse and keyboard support is not good at all right now. Like it's hard to explain it without like you trying it yourself, but the mouse controls are just completely off. It feels like there's a little bit of input lag. There's um, some sort of acceleration going on and to top it all off, it almost feels like it's emulating a control stick instead of actually um, one to one mouse input.
0: Awesome.
1: Which is one problem and then performance is another issue entirely Mm -hmm. and uh especially um digital foundry just released a video today and even on max settings right now there's either some bugs or something along those lines because max settings do not look as good as uh, xbox one x in graphics mode
0: so is it does months in a World, is that like a client-side kind of thing where someone could make uh, changes to that, like Decime and stuff? Uh, I
1: believe... Well, first off, it has nubo, which kind of limits the amount of mods you can yeah, make. I heard about um, that. Uh, two, I want to say, and I'm checking really quick right now, that there's something along the lines of that's one of those games where it's kind of ob- obfuscates the uh, files. So oh. it's kind of hard to find where the actual files are, and you'd have to... Let me check this uh yeah basically it just has everything in uh three bin files and that's it
0: okay so clearly if anyone wants to do something with that they're going to put a lot they have to put a lot more work into it i was kind of excited because of the prospect that you'd be able to make client-side mods for it because that's kind of how like Fantasy are online too people could change the way they look and and everything Uh, and final fantasy uh Eleven was like that, and fourteen, uh, you could do a lot of work on on client side stuff to make some quality of life improvements. Like that's how they made in Final Fantasy Eleven, for example. There's there's mods that ch- like up the frame rate to sixty frames per second. Uh, yeah. There's that HD overhaul mod that came out not long ago. Uh, there's ways to change the look of your character, so you turn into like a Moogle if you wanted to. Uh, there's a lot of cool, cool stuff there, but uh, it sounds like that they don't really support that here. To be clear,
1: yeah, I mean. The performance, um, you've played Porsche Horizon 3 on PC, so you know what, what I say when, um, it was a game that did not like to run above 30 FPS.
0: Yeah. And which kind of
1: Monster Hunter is the same. It's Mm. fairly easy to hit like 30 FPS, but the CPU requirements and to a lesser extent, the GPU requirement to hit 1080p, 60 FPS, even, like, even at 1080p is pretty ridiculous, like, um, and some of the graphics options have massive, massive effects on the frame rate. Like, a lot of people were originally saying, hey, you should just turn off volume volume rendering because that gives you, like, a 20% performance boost or something like that. But then you actually look at the game, and, like, whenever it rains and in certain parts of the environment, it just looks flat. It looks wrong with it completely off, so... Just even turning it on low, you're going to see like a 15, like if you're, say, running at an average of 70 frames per second, you're going to see it drop to like 55 frames per second with that enabled.
0: I mean, it looks like at least uh, from what I saw from the responses is that Capcom is fully aware of the problems that they have and they're working hard on patches for it. So at least it's not like they're just going to drop it out of nowhere. Uh, It's kind of a shame just because, you know, we had to wait another almost seven months for the PC version of it and it still seems like it's having problems. But that's the real challenges uh, they have to face. And hopefully they've got enough support to fix those problems as soon as possible. Uh, One thing
1: I will say is that even if it's really difficult to run at max settings at 60 frames per second it's it's a game that you can at least get playing on pretty much any system like uh, my laptop i have an i7 6700 hq which is a quad core i think it has throwing, it might not but it's only like three gigahertz or something so can't hit 60 fps but uh that along with the 950M, my laptop has, I can run it at a mixture of low and medium settings at 1080p, 30fps, no problem. So,
0: I mean, if it, as long and as it runs 30, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's the console version, it was 1080p, 30. So, uh, if it can run at least that, at least you get the console experience on PC wherever you go because you're on your laptop. What's, yeah, well, with lesser textures and shadow
1: quality, but yeah, yeah.
0: you got to make the adjustments to make sure it runs like that. But yeah, well, yeah. at least uh, uh, as long—I mean, if, at least it's finally out, and now we can see the changes there. What are they going to do to that? And I assume once they get it fixed, uh, it's going to look fantastic. So, yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully about that. Hopefully. But uh, going back, uh, you, you said you—you uh, you do mention here that you've been playing some Civilization Five, though.
1: Yes. Um, Back when I first made my uh, first gaming rig back in uh, 2013, one of the first games I bought like in my uh, kind of inaugural Steam sale in 2013 was uh, Civilization V along with the Gods and Kings expansion. Mm. And I've been kind of like every now and then, like, and by every now and then, I mean, like, maybe once a year, I've played a little bit of it. Like, I believe before this uh, more recent burst, the most I played it was um, when I was back in high school. There's a friend of mine that every now and then we'd meet up and we'd have like a miniature LAN party and we'd play some Civ Five then and that was basically the most I played of it. It's uh, only been more recently that I decided, hey, I should actually try and finish uh, one of those games. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. Yeah.
0: Civilization Five is a great title. They did amazing work with that, and obviously coming out that. Uh, towards the Tail, and you got all the DLC that ever came out over the years there. Mm, no, I don't have Brave New World. Not, not all the DLC, but you have access to all the DLC. Yeah. It's not like vanilla Civilization. Like Civilization 6, for example, it's not a good game uh, as someone who played it. Uh, but a lot of that has to do with that they're still, I guess they're still working on releasing DLC for it. I don't know. The game came out like two years ago, I think. So I don't know how, yeah. what else they're going to do with it. But I would hope they, they would continue to improve it because I also played civilization what was that the uh, the space <coughs> one beyond Earth beyond Earth yeah and that wasn't good at all either and so it seems like civilization 5 continues to be like the um the 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 best version of that series so far
1: yeah the thing I've been hearing from people is that with the civilization series like you had civilization four and then you had all the DLC and it was a great game by that point and then Civilization 5 came out and yeah it was an upgrade from the base civilization 4 but it didn't compare to civilization 4 of all the uh, expansions.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. And what it feels it is.
1: like uh, Civilization Beyond Earth and Civilization 6 are the same thing. Yeah. Cuz I've heard good things about Beyond Earth with the uh, Rising Tides expansion. Or I think it's called Rising
0: Tides. I think it is. I, too. I think it is too. I've not played that at all so I can't speak from experience but um, I do remember playing a ton of it, and I just had I had a really good time. I mean, I, I enjoyed the Civilization series, even if it's uh, even as their bare bones versions. But I know that I did not have as good a time with six as I did with five. So hopefully they they continue to fix that. But yeah, uh, RTS games they should come back more because <laughs> I love them so much, and be cool to see them uh, in like Age of Empires, for example, Age of Empires four is still supposed to be coming out sometime soon. So I'd love if that kind of helped bring back the excitement around that stuff.
1: But yeah, that was fun. Um, Played it on a fairly easy difficulty, so I might play it again on a harder one now that I've got a game under my belt. But Mm. yeah, glad I finally got that off my backlog. That's been in there for like five years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's... Pretty old game. I think that came out, well, like in 2010 or something,
1: 2011. Yeah, yeah.
0: Boy, all right. Well, that's cool. Uh, for me, it's I, I wrapped up No Man's Sky. Uh, I got really burned out because even on PC, uh, the game's been out for a while. Uh, Share it, put out the next update and all, but it continues to crash quite often. Um, And it was really frustrating me because I would lose a lot of progress. Uh, We talked last week, uh, Adam and I, uh, you were there too, of course, but uh, just how there's only one save file. uh, There's a a manual save and an auto save. And the manual save, uh, you know, I rely so heavily on the auto save that the manual save just is always so far back that it's not even worth bothering. And the auto save is every time you get out of your ship, uh, not in but out of your ship, uh, it automatically saves. Uh, there's also certain checkpoints, but that's really it. And so I'm doing all this work around a planet, gathering resources, building like a portable refinery, and, and building all these, um, you know, uh, uh, technology. But then if I forget to get back to my ship in time and the game crashes while I'm not on the planet, I lose all that progress. And so it, it's really aggravating whenever that happened. Um, and so I decided that I was just going to go ahead and kind of brute force my way through the uh, the original ending to the game, which was the... Actually, I don't know if it's the original, but it was the Atlas... I think it was, this might have came afterwards, but it was the Atlas Rises um, hmm. uh, ver- uh, campaign. And I beat that, but the ending is the non-ending. Uh, it's like, you know, like you're suddenly... I'm traveling along, it wants me to go to a black hole, and then it says, well, enjoy flying around some more, and that's it. Like, it, it's so uh anticlimactic that i just kind of said okay i'm gonna put this down don't know if i'll go back to it i was having a great time i got super addicted to it for a while there um just being able to fly around on these ships i got like this great uh exotic ship s-class ship and i had such a good time with that um but uh, even after getting so much money together i just felt like my time here was done i was getting i was really burned out of on it so i decided to just go ahead and drop that there. Uh, and I was about to get into Red Dead Redemption because, um, two, uh, they put out some gameplay footage of that. So I'm really excited to check that out. That's going to be out at the end of yep. October. So I wanted to kind of prepare myself about replaying the first one um, because Red Dead Redemption is backwards compatible on Xbox One now. And so, um, and they fixed all the frame rate issues that the game had, especially like there's this graveyard section that's really bad about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I believe you played it. Yeah, always. I
1: believe on uh, Xbox One X, it's a uh, locked 4K 30 FPS. Yes,
0: even on my which S, is really nice. yeah, even on my S, it's really good. Uh, so I was trying, I was going to get into that, and then yesterday during QuickCon, uh, when they were showing footage of Doom Eternal, they announced that both Doom and Rage have been added to the Xbox Game Pass service, and so I decided to, you know. I should probably play some Doom, and so I dropped it. And I, I, I've been playing it all yesterday and today. A lot of Doom, uh, original Doom from 2016. Uh, played a lot of that, and um, getting really far there. And just having a, a really good time going back to like the classic arcade style shooter uh, that I grew up with. And um, it's, yeah. it's been so much fun. Uh, a lot of uh, the glory kills kind of sell it for me. Like they're all a lot of them tend to be so different. It's all about the angles that you approach an enemy, and you want to do like yeah. it's basically the finishing blow. And you can uh, the way that they kill them is so gruesome. It's so much fun, uh, and so I, that's that's kind of been um, so, sort of my time is trying to like maybe fix my palm with some of my backlog. And the idea, I mean, I also streamed some Valkyrie Chronicles for the demo. I played through that. So my idea is that. Uh, I'm going to get back into streaming some more after not doing so much. Now that I kind of set No Man's Sky aside, I actually don't have any games to cover for a while. And so I figured now is a good time to get back to that. Uh, I want to get back to Final Fantasy V, the Forge job fiesta. I want to play through that like I promised I would. Uh, that ends at the end of this month, so I figured I got to hurry. <laughs> so um, uh, that's kind of going to be my plate here for a while there uh, but yeah, um, doom, I assume is not that long. Maybe like, I assume it's like 10 hours or something. So I'm going yeah, that's to, that's about right. About right. So cool. All right, cool. So I'll, uh, I'll get that taken care of, go back to streaming. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll have some fun there. So on that note, let's talk about the news of the week. Now there wasn't much, um, there was some different events of course, but, uh, there wasn't a lot that we can really go over here, but, um, uh, the big news here is that Blizzard let uh, let everyone know that they're basically working on multiple uh, Diablo projects. Uh, they're in the works, and so um, there was a video update posted by the community manager Brandy Camel. Uh, who, the studio announced that they are currently working on multiple projects, uh, and Brandy pr- apparently Brandy strongly suggested that we will hear more before the end of the year. Uh, so, there's not. they didn't really elaborate anything further on that, but uh, that seems to be that we're going to be uh, seeing a new Diablo next year sometime, but we'll also hear more about it, I'm sure, during BlizzCon, which is going to run from November 2nd to the 4th uh, later this year. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as someone who absolutely adores the Diablo series, like, I one, scared me to death as a child, uh, seeing, like, what was it, like, you're running down the field, like, there's this isometric camera, and then just hearing the demons behind these doors, and, like, you can hear the knocking sounds. The sound design was so damn good at the time, uh, for the time, I should say, uh, that it gave me nightmares. And then Diablo 2, me and my brother sunk hundreds of hours into that damn game. Three, I reviewed and I didn't have that good a time. It was weird because I had a really good time uh, uh, initially and that's why my review reflected a strong score. I think I gave it a nine. Um, but then everything after that with like the, always that weird online service and the auction house and all that garbage really soured me on the game and uh, that the... The, the, game, the story isn't that long I think I kind of was uh, overzealous a little bit because I assumed that there's going to be a ton of content coming out right away. Uh, I did not get around to playing Reaper of Souls so I don't know how good that was but um, I'm, I'm excited about new Diablo. I hope it's not them trying to jump on other bandwagons I hope we don't have a free to play or a battle royale version of Diablo but um, what are your, what are your uh, thoughts about this James?
1: Um, I don't know what to think about it. Cause I mean, I've played a little bit of Diablo, but, um, most of what I know about the series is actually from my dad. Cause he used to play Diablo too. When I was younger, like a lot, Yeah, <laughs> like he'd, uh, do land parties with his old, uh, high school buddies and all sorts of stuff like that. I, he must have like hours within like the four digits on that game. Cause he's played through it so many times.
0: It's so great. It's a great uh, co-op cool. experience as well, and so um, I'm just excited that this is, this is happening, and I hope we... Because that's like, it's weird because, um, you know, it wasn't long ago that everyone was trying to jump on the Diablo bandwagon, like the Diablo-like. It's kind of like when, Rogue, when Roguelikes came around, and Metroidvania, yeah. and all this stuff. Diablo was like the... There was so many knockoffs, uh, and so many games of it. I think the, the only
1: fight. two that have kind of really succeeded on that front have been Path of Exile and Torchlight 2.
0: Uh, I would say Titan Quest is great. Uh, Torchlight, definitely. Well, I mean, just in the public
1: subconscious of everything. Because Path of Exile, that game is, Jesus, they just keep adding content to it. It's really insane.
0: Yeah. I will say people need to play Titan Quest, especially the recent console releases, because they're awesome. Actually, I don't know. I yeah. think that Switch version has problems, but uh, otherwise, yeah. uh, I would... Say they're amazing. I've heard games. that
1: the console release has not been good on pretty much any platform. That's the impression I've been getting.
0: Oh, well, how about instead, then people need to play Grim Dawn? That's actually what I would highly recommend playing because that's like what 15 yeah. bucks to 15 20 bucks. is from the creators yeah. of Titan Quest, and that game is packed full of content for that title. So, uh, and then I would Better say, yeah, you
1: know, Path of I'm, Exile is free. Yep,
0: it is free. And it's probably.
1: And it's really good, I can say, from experience. So.
0: Sure. Yeah. All right, so, Is that on console or is it
1: just on PC? I'm sorry? Uh, Path of Exile. I, th- I want to say there's an
0: Xbox version. I think there is. I've never played yeah. it, so I, I can't speak for certain on that one. So I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of console versions, Ubisoft announced that, uh, and this was just the other day, that both Child of Light and Valiant Hearts, not, you know, uh, Valiant Hearts... Uh, yeah. These two ubiArt titles will be coming to the Nintendo Switch later this year, um, which is great. Uh, I mean, it's something that they actually were talking about like years ago, uh, so it's it's good that that's finally happening. I mean, not the Switch versions, but um, that we were going to be hearing more about Child of Light. And so uh, I'm I love Valent Hearts. It's this amazing World War II game uh, that's very. I uh, actually think it's World War One, in fact. Uh, but it's it's kind of a tragic game that was had this great style to it. It really bums me out that Ubisoft has not done anything with UbiArt since like the Rayman games, because the engine's so incredible. Child of Light is a, yeah. also a gorgeous-looking game. Um, but it was kind of funny, because uh, I, I want to mention here that Patrick Plourd, uh who's the creator behind uh, Child of Light, posted on, on his Twitter account that he showed the a um, uh, 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 build of Child of Light running on the Nintendo Switch. But in the background, on a piece of paper on his table, you can see the the words "Light 2," uh, and you look a little bit closer. It says "Child of Light 2." So, it looks like they are indeed working on a sequel to Child of Light. Uh, it's something that apparently they were they talked about back in 2015. So it's great to see that they are moving ahead with something like this, and I hope they use the Ubisoft UbiArt framework for that. Uh, but uh, apparently, Child of Light for Switch will be out on October 11th. The Valiant Hearts will be on uh, out November eighth, and I recommend people pick up both titles because they're so uh, incredible. So uh, definitely check those out,
1: and the Rayman games too because those are great too.
0: Yeah, I mean, if people have had PlayStation Plus for a while, a uh, number of those games have become free to play, and uh, not free to play, excuse me, but they were part of the PlayStation Plus lineup. And so... Xbox
1: games for gold too. Like, if you've mm-hmm. had games, um, if you have, if you've had Xbox Live Gold for two years, you should have the. 360 version of both of them, I believe.
0: Yeah, same with the PlayStation Plus. Uh, I think they're the, yeah. the PS4 versions of both of those, if not PS3, I forget. But that's that's definitely the case. Speaking of 2015, though, CrossCode. This is a game that I heard about, and we actually tweeted about it back in 2015 uh, when it was on Ste- Steam Greenlight, uh, the early access program that they have. And it's, it's funny because I actually was checking my emails this is an action RPG, by the way. That's uh, that that's been in the development, like I'm talking about here. But I found out that back in uh, around summertime of uh, 2015, I had gotten a um, this press packet uh, in in my in my inbox uh, talking about Crosscode that it had been de- in development since 2011, and in this HTML. Ooh build or something like that. And it was shown during ETH 2015. And so it looks like now the game is finally going to be coming out. It's going to be out on September 20th for PC. Um, It's a crazy cool looking game. It's got this uh, neat, uh, kind of like a Secret of Mana style to it where you're running around these different... uh, environments uh sprite based environments uh it's straight up action rpg like i said it's kind of like a uh, more high octane version of say East or something um and it's yeah, like you want to you definitely got, need to see this game in action because it looks so fluid uh the way the numbers pop off looks really appealing uh once again that soundtrack is just insanely good i've been i've listened to it a number of times over the past couple years and it cont- has continued to grow since it was first announced there there's been plenty of uh youtube footage of the game uh because people have been of course given uh early access like the alpha and the beta um i think it must i think it was like early a kickstarter title as well but boy it just looks so much fun so fluid in action so i'm excited that that game's finally kind of be coming out here uh and hopefully hear uh, more details about it as we get closer to release uh, next month and also, yeah. uh, we've got one more indie project that I wanted to talk about here, and that's Yunsol's. Uh, so this is developed by French indie studio One P Two P. There's no release window or platforms for the game, but uh, they posted a debut trailer for it, and it it also looks really cool. It's got it's kind of the uh, throwback um, set scrolling brawler. Kind of like, you know, Dragon's Crown is right now, but it's, it's like that style to it, but it's got this cool, slight uh, anime look to it. Kind of like an American anime, if you if you want to call it like that. But um, the characters themselves have this neat style to it. It's got a really cool style to it, um, but it's a straight-up brawler. Uh, the cutscenes look really neat. Looks like there's a lot of, like, family drama going on because they're brother and sister uh, the sister rides a moped, <laughs> so it's it's got a cool look, and I th- I think it just looks really neat. Um, apparently, they've been probably bullied for the way they look, and now they found out that there's a, what appears to be like this big conspiracy that involved their father, where their home gets burned out, and they get transported to this other place. I don't know. Um, it seems like a lot of it's still set uh, in modern day, uh, but they are fighting what makes what seems to be like some alternate world. With goblins, friends and foes, is what they say. Jen and Tristan are the main characters. So, yeah. I think this is going to be, like, for me, this is going to help fill the gap for a lot of these things. Obviously, um, CrossCode will be out next month, but uh, Young Souls, it might be out in 2019. But I just think it's great that even with all these AAA games coming out, there's still some really good-looking... uh, indie titles worth looking out for um, because yeah it, it's 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 awesome it's awesome because like uh, Young Souls reminds me a little bit of like a supermassive game or, I mean, a super giant game uh, the makers of Bastion. I can see it I so, can yeah. see it uh, what do you yeah. think about these games
1: um, about indie games like stuff like this no at
0: at two in particular I mean we can talk about indie games a lot if you want
1: um, code I remembered seeing a little bit of it um, earlier this year because. Um, when uh, I got my friends finally into PC gaming, one of them's a huge Metroidvania nut, and for whatever reason, uh, Cross Code was popping up under Metroidvania on Steam. So I saw that a bit then. And uh, looking at a bit of concept art for uh, Young Souls, I definitely like the look of it, at least the aesthetic.
0: You should check the trailer. It's pretty cool, too. Yeah.
1: So... I'll check it later because I don't <laughs> want the. Uh i don't want it to um, get in recording of course of course <laughs> yeah, i'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah.
0: saying of course that you should check it out sometime um yeah but yeah i think that it kind of shows that uh as a site it would be great if we covered more indie titles because there's so much good stuff out there that i think that isn't really being tapped into as much as it should there's clearly sites oh, that are dedicated sure. yeah there's clearly sites yeah. that are dedicated to covering indie titles um but as someone who grew up uh, working for sites like DB and NDDB, uh finding some great passion projects out there, it'd be cool. Uh, and I think that if we do move into stuff like that, um, I think it's definitely worth looking into. And so yeah. I, I will be most likely covering both titles on the site in some capacity. Uh, we definitely have the news posts up for that and all the other news that we talked about today. And so be sure to check yeah. those out. Uh, but... Um.
1: I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think I mentioned this uh, to you during like E3 that I was kind of upset that we didn't get to uh, see the indie mix this last year, because I'm not sure if you've been to it in prior years, but it's just been this really cool event that the press and also a bunch of indie game developers have had access to, where there's just a bunch of really up and coming and a lot of indie games that you'd never heard of before then. And it's just a great showcase of all of the upcoming up and coming talent, and yeah, people really do need to pay attention to more of these. It's why I'm always happy when people like stuff like Celeste or Hollow Knight comes out and they do really well. And it's a well, Celeste those um developers already did. I want to say uh, what was that game?
0: Uh, um, Towerfall. Fall. Yeah. Yeah. Towerfall. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but um, the Hollow Knight devs that was primarily three people, and it was their first game. And that thing has already sold over 1 million units, and that's just insane.
0: Yeah, and I think that, what was the, um, Cuphead just passed 3 million units. So, there, yep. I mean, obviously that, that was helped by Microsoft being on stage and all. But, you know, there's plenty of other games, like, uh, I mean, I always swing by IndieCade uh, anytime I get a chance to during, like, E3 and PlayStation Experience and other events. Uh, because there's been some cool games coming out recently, like, Uh, Iconoclast, uh, Crossing Souls, Sword of Ditto. Uh, There's some really good ones there. And uh, Death Gambit, we actually uh, are working on a review for that right now. Uh, I think Josh is. And so we want to cover more of those games. So anyone out there listening, if you find any really cool indie titles you want us to cover, or at least uh, give some more exposure to, let us know. Because we're always up for doing that kind of stuff. And um, me and James both and some other people on staff are totally down with checking that stuff out, so let us know. Um, but we'll always have an eye out, you know, people on Twitter, uh, which you can find us on at RPGSite is our Twitter handle, um, but our website too. You can always find us on RPGSite.net, which, once again, we've got Kyle's review of Monster Hunter World on PC, uh, along with a plenty of Monster Hunter guides that, James, you've worked on and some others have, so we've got plenty of stuff there. You just put up that Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which is the double-cross versus Monster in a World, just a comparison guide for people who are interested yeah. in the differences.
1: Because that game's coming out later this uh, month, too. We already have a review for a Japanese version, up, but we are going to be uh, looking back on it again for a second time once the uh, Western version is closer to launch. So I guess keep an eye out for that in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, definitely should, just because changes can be made in localization after all so it's worth looking into but yeah plenty of content on that side for that so check that out people are knowing more what instead knowing more about the differences uh, that's still just a is that switch game right
1: um switch and 3DS yeah. though the 3DS version is not coming over
0: yeah so that's so it's yeah it's the switch so people who are bummed out that who only have a Nintendo Switch that they're not getting in on a world Generations Ultimate. It's right there. Uh it'll be out pretty soon here. You can also always find us on Facebook on Facebook.com slash RPG net, Our YouTube channel, youtube.com, dot uh,
1: Zach, you're forgetting something. What? You skipped over persona news.
0: Oh, whatever. It's it, it, we talked about it last week, it's just that this was moved ahead. Uh, yeah. I'm skipping it for a reason. Uh it's because, because now it's officially confirmed, yeah. I mean the Sorry. only thing I would say is that yeah, it's it's just officially confirmed. Uh it's it's Uh, that's why i skipped over it just not i was uh not uh it wasn't big news anyway uh but yeah just to briefly say persona 3 dancing and persona 5 dancing were both announced for december 4th after they said early 2019 in the past i will say they announced this legacy collection not the legacy collection but it was uh it's a bundle that includes three and five and persona 4 dancing which is what they also put out in japan but this is clearly just a smaller bundle. It doesn't have as much extras like the Japanese version has. Also, Amazon had a price mistake where they accidentally put the whole collection up for sixty bucks, like it was another edition of the game. And so, people who hopped on that early saved about forty bucks, which I did. So I'm happy about that. Um, nice. But yes, you can also find us on facebook.com slash rpg Like I said, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rpg I've got my full playthrough of the Valkyrie Chronicles 4 demo up on that channel. And Adam, at uh, last Sunday, he streamed some more Xenogears, so people want to check out the sewers. Uh, that's on there too uh i'm sure we'll be playing some, some more streams here too like i am you can always find us also on itunes favorite podcast app just search for tetracast please leave us reviews on especially on itunes because that's a good way for us to find uh for other people to find our podcast um even if it's not a totally five star positive review it still helps so please uh be much appreciated. You can also find us on discord discord.me slash rpg site this is our permanent link come here if you want to talk about Monster world we got a channel dedicated to that if you want to build parties uh, of course we also got plenty of other channels too for like xenoblade chronicles 2 and um octopath and and a lot of discussion like anime and music and things so definitely hang out with us there and finally they'd like to share where you can find us on twitter so where can they find you james
1: you can find me at t-h-e-s-w-w-e-e-t on twitter uh do mind the umineko spoilers um just mute that hashtag yes (laughs) if you want to be safe
0: (laughs) it is a long-ass game as we talked about last week you continue to play through them so that's uh, i have
1: officially found out the culprit so yeah Um, mute that hashtag (laughs)
0: yeah definitely find out because that's a big spoiler um you can always find me at zach reese as well on twitter so yeah that's it For this August 11th, 2018 edition of the TetraCast. Thank you, James, for being a part of this. And thank you all out there for listening. And catch us next week for yet another edition. Bye, everyone.